Biden's infrastructure spending, Kate's cleared of a COVID breach, sobriety ankle tags, and underfunding science. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Wednesday the 31st of March. You might remember that a few weeks ago, we promised you that the Daily Briefing would keep running until at least May. If you want to help us out and let us continue longer than that, then be sure to share us with your friends and subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel. Thanks for your support. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss the huge infrastructure spending that Biden has planned. Although it's not yet been announced, it's expected that Biden will unveil the project, which is set to cost around $2 trillion very soon. As we all know, the pandemic has not only had an impact on people's physical and mental health, but also the economy. After the pandemic, it's reasonable to expect that leaders around the world would use their unique position in history to move their country closer to their ideals. After all, following crises, politicians have a huge amount of political capital to make changes to their country. Here in the UK, post-war Prime Minister Clement Attlee was able to create the welfare state alongside the nationally revered NHS. It seems that President Biden is planning on emulating these huge changes, specifically through this infrastructure project. It's been suggested that the plan would include funding for traditional infrastructure projects such as bridges, roads and highways. This is alongside projects to build up the electricity grid, expand high-speed broadband networks and improve access to clean water. Other plans are also expected, including improving access to community care centres for seniors and people with disabilities. Around now, people are probably asking exactly how this will be paid for. After all, we're already going to have to pay for the pandemic itself, which is no small task. Well, luckily the officials who have laid out this plan have explained how they'll pay for it too. They've suggested that President Biden is set to raise corporation tax to 28% from 21%. This would in effect reverse at least part of the corporation tax cuts introduced by President Trump. The former president reduced it from 35% to the current 21%, so President Biden's move would see it move closer to the original figure. This too is only meant to be the first of many phases that Biden has planned, and we'll have to see exactly how successful he is in enacting these changes. As we know, politics is often slow and unpredictable. In the second story today, we move to the UK to discuss the Duchess of Cambridge's visit to Sarah Everand's vigil. As those of you in the UK will likely know, Sarah Everand went missing at the beginning of the month, and it was later revealed that she may have been murdered while walking home by an off-duty police officer. Naturally, there was an outpouring of grief, with many women sharing their experiences. However, lots of people wanted somewhere physical to target their grief, so vigils were planned across the country in order for people to pay their respects and express their grief. The main one, though, would take place on Clapham Common in London, near where she was last seen. Due to coronavirus laws, though, the police tried to shut down the Clapham Common vigil, a move which led to criticism from both politicians and the wider public for their very heavy-handed approach. Although yesterday, a report by the Met concluded that the police acted appropriately. One of the lesser discussed elements of this story was that the Duchess of Cambridge went to Clapham Common earlier in the day to lay a wreath in memory of Ms Everard. Some questions about why other protesters were met with such a strong response from police, while Kate was able to quietly pay her respects. 
Today, the Met Police Commissioner, Dame Cressida Dick, has said that the Duchess of Cambridge's visit was legal because she was working. She added that, I would imagine that. Of course, I haven't asked her this question, but I think it's worth looking at just how strongly people felt what she said about her attendance there. She's in the course of her duties. She was working. Some have rebutted this defence from Dame Cressida on the grounds that even Kensington Palace said that this trip was private. In the third story today, we stay in England to discuss a proposal aimed at helping police identify offenders breaching court-ordered drinking bans. As part of some sentencing agreements, courts can instruct individuals to abstain from drinking alcohol if the offender is over 18 and does not have a reliance on the substance. The issue so far has been trying to identify when offenders have broken such rules. Without some technology to be able to identify these rule breaches, it's impossible to really check what's going on. Well, as you've likely guessed by now, such technology exists in the form of an ankle tag. It's been trialled in Wales and some areas of England already, but it's today been announced that they'll be rolled out across England too. They work by measuring the sweat of an individual every 30 minutes, with the technology able to distinguish between alcohol consumption and the use of alcoholic perfumes and hand gel essentially enabling the tag to notify the police if someone consumes alcohol in breach of their agreement. But what do you think about this story? Is it a good way to keep an eye on offenders and protect the public? Or does this cross the line into an Orwellian dystopia? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. In the last story today, we stay in the UK to discuss the cuts being made to science. While the pandemic has led to huge sums of money being invested in all sorts of research projects, from vaccine production to the drugs that help lessen the impact of the coronavirus, it seems as though this funding may simply be temporary. It's today been revealed that many scientific projects are being axed by UK Research and Innovation, the UK's main scientific funder. The best example of these cuts come from the fact that the budget for official development assistance given to universities will be cut from £245 million to £125 million. About these cuts, Sir Paul Nurse, the Nobel laureate and director of Francis Crick Institute in London, said that it's absolutely vital the government continues to support science. Some of the cuts we've been hearing about would be catastrophic, even existential. We cannot yet find an explanation from the government explaining why exactly they're doing this, besides the obvious financial reasons. But we'll have to keep an eye out to see if they give any serious reasons for making this decision. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app, or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.